So I would like to start with the following. Please. If you guys are okay with it. I'm okay. Fire away. Hate your job? Quit. Become a developer or data scientist with Thinkful instead. Thinkful is an online education platform that offers fast-paced learning to take you from beginner to job ready in six months or your tuition back. Start off the new year, that's 2019 by my calculations, by pursuing your dream career in tech. Go to thinkful.com slash rebound for a $600 scholarship. That's thinkful.com slash rebound. Terms and conditions apply. Guys, I quit. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to thinkful.com slash rebound. The timing is good because Apple's going out of business. Oh, they do. Yeah. You know what? We didn't do a show last week. And then <laughs> roughly. Yeah, and look what happened. Right. Yeah. Look, <laughs> there's, there is your data point right there. <laughs> oh, no. These guys took a week off. You know what? We better revise right. our earnings estimates. That's right. Because we're not here. Like, apparently, I guess we make people buy iPhones. Is that what how well, it works? It's not working for you, John. I assume you're behind this. <laughs> when Karen bought Miss- an iPhone this week. All right, but did you? We're doing our part. When Mr. Moltz was the last time you bought an iPhone? I'll remind <laughs> you you're under oath. Uh 2016, right? Yeah, you're part of the problem. <laughs> 2016. For myself anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. bought you bought many more for your friends and stuff after that. <laughs> for us. I I hand them out like candy. That's that's the only reason I do the show with you. I just waiting for my next sure. iPhone. <laughs> And that's that's the only that's, that's how Apple managed to go out of business last week while we were away. Uh, so so, yeah. so Apple's doomed. Yeah, doomed. Doomed. They 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 revised their re- revised their forecast for the it's most recently ended quarter. Going right? to be a and rainy they, quarter. Um, and instead of having their best quarter ever, they're only going to have their second best quarter ever. <laughs> Damn. So so you should dump all your stock. Is what we're hope saying. you enjoyed the ride. The show's over. It's a, um, I mean, it's, it is both simultaneously a, a big deal and not a big deal, which is a weird sort of quantum state for them to find themselves in. Because as you said, they're still going to make money hand over fist. There's no problem there. It's, it's not like they're going out of business, but at the same time, they haven't missed an earnings estimate in, you know, 17 years or whatever. So that's, uh, that's not great. No. Um, no, things were worse than they expected them to be. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff that goes into that. And of course, you know, the virtue of us not having done a show last week is now everybody in the Apple universe has an opinion <laughs> as to why. Right. But yeah. people are here for one reason and one reason only, and that's to hear Lex Friedman's opinion about it. <laughs> I Listen, I mean, it's always embarrassing when you have to do one of these letters. I don't these shows. Yeah, free. I don't <laughs> understand why Tim wrote that letter the way he did. I mean, it's his style, right? It sounds like him. He is a guy who wants to be as full of detail and information as possible. But this um, is Tim. I don't know. It's it feels like those letters obviously are going to suck, and you have to take your lumps. But you want to make it as much a sales opportunity for you and the company as possible. And he super did not. Do that. I <laughs> yeah, feel like you made a weird decision. Like like you said, Lex, to be like I'm going to be transparent and I'm going to be logical and I lay this all out. And the answer was that is great if you are perhaps talking to the people inside the company who want to know. But maybe that is not also the best way to communicate that publicly, right? Like there's a disconnect between. 
like you said, trying to sell a little bit like, all right, you know, this looks bad, but everything's going to be great. We're on the upswing. It's fine. Had a little blip there virtue like versus sometimes there's such a thing as too much data yeah it sounds like yeah. he, he's over explaining yeah he's, he's offering he's tim's blading that's yeah <laughs> it's always suspicious too right when you catch somebody doing something and they're like oh uh i have this list of 20 reasons why what you think you saw is not me robbing this house <laughs> i was totally not burying a body i just i enjoy gardening in the middle of the night i happen to find a body it was not one that I made. Can you really make a body? I'm really providing a community service by all getting the, rid of this body. All that letter was missing is ending with him saying, look over there, and then running away. Mm. Do you think that um, the era of the iPhone being the juggernaut that it has been for Apple is officially over? That's, that seems to be the conventional wisdom, that, I, that peak iPhone yeah. income day is over. Yeah, I think... Yeah. You, well, it seems like the market is is completely <laughs> tapped out now, because, uh, because several other phone companies have come out and said that they're going to have lousy quarters, too, now. I think you'll see some up and down. Like, I don't think... I think the overall, like, the macro trend of when you zoom out will be on the flatter or downside, but, like, there yeah. may be some peaks, like, smaller peaks within that. Just like right. depending on technology advances, right? Like if some new technology comes out that takes the world by storm and it gets built into the iPhone, then there might be a, a you know a big chunk of people who decide to upgrade for that. But barring that, you know, I, I do think that we're not everybody's got a phone, right? Like the the best point, I think Ben Thompson's take at Stratechery, he he kind of yeah. laid out some stuff, and I thought his was pretty sensible, including as many people have pointed out, the biggest growth for them came from expanding into new countries and new carriers that's that's basically tapped out at this point if you chances are if you want an iphone you've got one and yes you will want to upgrade that at some point but the, the devices themselves have also gotten so mature that you don't need to upgrade every year or perhaps even every two years. I mean, my fiance has an iPhone six and I keep sort of nudging her about like, Oh, well maybe you want to at least move to like an eight or something. And she's <laughs> Nope, not happening. Well, so, yeah. so she and John are ruining this is what I'm saying. Exactly. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, listen, when you can no longer buy Macs, John, just know that it was your fault. Cause you had a tiny little phone. As long as okay. you can wear that on your conscience, I think you're fine. <laughs> All right. Well, you yeah, know, I'm good with that. You're fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So there was some sort of carrier update that happened for Verizon um, iPhone 7s, it seems like, um, that kind of killed a few of them. I, nobody's really talking about this, but I spoke also with, um, I think it was Gus Mueller, um, who's who had this experience um, with an iPhone 7. And... Uh, it, just like it got got a message saying uh, an update failed, your phone's no longer can no longer connect to cellular. <laughs> it's so Karen took that, that as seems an like excuse. partially a feature. Karen took that as an excuse to go buy a new phone. So um, she went to the store and then you know she texted me. She's like, "Which one should I get?" I said, "Well, you know, I think you should get the 10R. If you like the size, get the 10R." And uh, and then uh, she's. She she wanted me to come to the store to to help out, so I came to the store to help out. And um, when I get there, she says, "These guys tell me that's the cheap phone." <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to pull and here, Mister? Like, These guys are not being helpful right now. And uh, we had a further discussion about it, and um, she, you know, pointed out that it's actually a hundred dollars more than the phone that she previously had. So 
she ended up buying the 10R. And she seems happy with it. The only the only thing that's funny is that um, every every once in a while when she sits down and fall, you hear this clunk because it falls out of her pocket. What color is your tenor? She got coral. Oh, coral. Yeah, she was uh, she was going either going to go red or coral, and uh, she was concerned about red because it's a gang color. So <laughs> she works in that world. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. No, I mean I I am concerned about my gang color phones as well. Yeah, <laughs> mainly for when I go to like WWDC or something. Like, you do not sure. want to be in the wrong like ATP versus Relay FM gangs. I mean, come on, no, get the, no, 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 just yeah, out of that's, control. That's just it's out of control. You're, you're gonna get a beat down again. <laughs> I actually did. I was poking around the Apple Store the other day because we were in the mall and I had some time to kill. Uh, and I I was looking at the 10Rs and the new iPads a bit and and uh, taking it all in, uh, but. Yeah, I um, I don't know. the The 10s has been fine for me, but I have not really felt like it was a a huge improvement over the 10. Uh, and it makes me wonder, you know, should, what was upgrading? Even though I had the upgrade plan, it really didn't cost me that much in terms of extra money. Like, should I have waited out my my upgrade plan and sold it? Or I don't I don't even know anymore. I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean. I do. I appreciate having the camera. I like it's it. It's fine. It's fine. And it unlocks real fast with my beautiful, beautiful face. So I like that. And then this one unlocks with your face, Dan, which your old one didn't. So that's it definitely is better about that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They've, you you want things to upgrade by leaps and bounds if you want to be motivated to upgrade. And that's, right. I think that's the whole crux of it, right? Yeah. If, I mean, if you feel like the thing you have is good enough, then we don't upgrade houses every two years. <laughs> I have. Yeah. No, I've had an extremely good experience with Face ID on my iPad, and it's the one thing that makes me think that I really want to get a new phone because it. I find it. I find it much better than Touch ID. Well, yeah. and to to link this in, like I, you know, obviously most of us are accustomed to keeping our Macs like several years now, right? Between upgrades, yep. uh, and so I have this dilemma now because I have my 11 inch MacBook Air. Like, it's starting to get a little flaky, and uh, you know, while I believe that it's probably the battery, and I could just swap the battery out, my the thing that's holding me back is like, well, what if I, you know, pay 80 bucks or whatever to replace the battery myself? And it turns out that it's, you know, something on the board or the power management system or something that's not specifically the battery, but battery related. And it's like, well, then I'm out, you know, 80 bucks towards a new computer that I could have just bought instead or towards this whatever service ends up being required. Uh, and also part of me thinks like I, well, I appreciate the new MacBook Airs and I am also tempted by the little tiny MacBook just because I love my 11 inch MacBook Air so much. Uh, I kind of feel like this is going to be a big year for the Mac, and I don't necessarily mm-hmm. want to want to buy a new Mac like, in the next, you know, six months or something. That timing could be uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. I, I well, there was no update to the 12 inch MacBook last year. That was one of the Apple models that did not get a refresh, and that's one that has me tempted just because of the, the like I said, the size, the compact nature of it. And I suspect potentially big things might be in store for that device this year. So I hope no matter what it is that they updated with is that it looks good. And speaking of looking good, (laughs) there's no longer any excuse, Dan or John, for wearing an ill-fitting suit. Because Indochino, North America's leading made-to-measure menswear company, makes suits and shirts to your exact measurements for an unparalleled fit and comfort. Just visit a showroom and have a stylist take your measurements personally, or you can measure at home yourself. And shop online at Indochino.com. 
Then choose your fabric and design customizations like your lapel, lining, pockets, buttons, and monogram. Then relax while your suit gets professionally tailored and mailed to you in a couple of weeks. Uh, as you know, if you're a regular to The Rebound, I own an Indochino suit. They sent it to me. I liked it so much. Got so many compliments on it that I bought myself another one. Um, I have, so he bought uh, the company. That's right. <laughs> I have a light gray one and a dark gray one. That's what I wanted. And I love the, I love it all. It's great. It's a great suit. I look great in it. This week, our listeners can get any premium Indochino suit for just $359 at Indochino.com when you enter the promo code REBOUND at checkout. That is 50% off the regular price for a made-to-measure premium suit. Plus, shipping is free. That's Indochino.com promo code REBOUND to get any premium suit for just $359 and free shipping. This is an incredible deal for a made-to-measure suit. So, do it. Now. Now. Okay. I'll be right back. (laughs) I, I've quit, so I have a lot of time on my hands now to get measured for a custom suit. Mm, yeah, you did quit earlier in the show. <laughs> so you guys, uh, you guys follow that sweet, sweet CES news? <laughs> no. You plug into the whole CES thing. I know you guys. Well, you guys are CES junkies. I, I mean, the, yeah, the thing to follow uh, there this is, time, there is uh, usually news. it's just been extremely annoying, but this time there have been some announcements related to Apple. Yeah, that's super weird uh, that there have actually been Apple news and kind of a surprising Apple news announcement, which is all these uh, HDTV manufacturers who are going to be building in AirPlay 2 support. Uh, and then some of them are also getting HomeKit support. And then one of them is also getting an <laughs> iTunes app, which right. is kind of wild. And that one is Samsung, which I don't think would have been where I put my money, except for <laughs> no, the fact that they, they, make, they make most of the TVs, right? Like, they make a huge chunk of the TV market. So, I can kind of get why they decided to go there first. And it's like Samsung and Apple have, have in fact, worked together a, a lot, right? Like They're basically best friends. They're basically <laughs> BFFs. <laughs> if, if technology companies hosted a podcast on their own, I think Samsung and Apple would co-host that podcast. That's a <laughs> Wow. What would that I podcast be like? I would listen the, to that podcast. The ability to airplay to a TV built in is great, but there's no downside from that. And a lot of TVs support a lot of other mechanisms for right, getting like content on them. Built in so, Chromecast stuff. Yes. Joining that club yeah. is excellent. I got no objection. Uh, I did see various discussions online, I think including people we know, like Jason Snell, about how crappy some of these interfaces can be. Um, and I think that really, like, uh, the screenshots that I saw were of, like, a really terrible-looking iTunes logo on a Samsung television. <laughs> like, it lo- looked like one that Apple did not make. Um, but who knows? But certainly, I think that Apple's ecosystem gets much more interesting to me as, the, as a media provider, right? It gets, for, for to, to buy movies or TV shows from Apple or to subscribe to an Apple service that gets you those things, it's much more interesting if it can work with whatever I'm using. So I like that about it. Yeah, I mean... Good. Well, I mean, you know, the other shoe to drop in all of this is that there's a streaming service coming probably this year. And if Apple's going to start working on bolstering its its services revenue, which is the thing that it keeps saying it's working on, uh, especially now that the, <laughs> the iPhone is just dead and over with, um, then it needs to be on more platforms, right? They, they, it's weird because it's a shift because Apple traditionally has been about we're going to offer these things, but they're ancillary to getting you to buy our physical product. And this is a, a, I'm not going to use the P word, uh, but this is a turn (laughs) to (laughs) Apple basically selling its services and using that to drive revenue. Uh, And if it's going to do that, then it needs to do it by essentially selling to as many people as possible. And you can't limit it. It's like when they put iTunes on windows, 
you know, to get people mm-hmm. to use the iPod because the iPod sold okay when it was only Macs, but it sold way, way better when it was, you know, available to people on PCs as well. I'd be interested to know how well Apple Music does on Android. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine it does very well. No, I can't imagine. Either. But, but you know, every extra one is more money in the bank. <laughs> Apple counts those Android Apple Music customers in once. <laughs> <laughs> We got another nine ninety nine, everybody. It's an extra thirty dollars a month. <laughs> Get a bonus to them. The interesting thing is that is the fact that it's only only the Samsung TVs get the iTunes app. Yeah, so far, right? And like honestly, I don't know about you guys, but even when I have a a smart TV, and I don't think you can buy stupid TVs really anymore, I am much more interested in my set-top box devices like my tv's interface is not the one that i want to be working with most of the time like my tv does those things but i want my i agree with you but i know a lot of people who will just use the smart tv apps because they're mine happens to be roku so yeah but like you know i i was visiting family over the holidays and my cousin you know was using the tv in their little game room and he was like, yeah, I just gave up using, like, I had all these set-top boxes, but I just gave up using because the smart TV app made it so much easier to access stuff without having to, like, switch inputs or whatever. And it's like, yeah, there is there is an argument for that. Like, a lot of people never even get to the point of buying a set-top box, especially if you're Apple and your, you know, your cheap set-top box is over $100, <laughs> right? Like, that's that's the whole reason that between that and the whole thing that they're supposedly exploring, like, the small dongle adapter you know like the like the 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 fire stick stick format yeah. uh is that like you know how else are you going to get your stuff there without convincing everybody like yeah you can use our service to watch all these new shows but it's going to cost you over a hundred bucks to get a physical box that you have to plug in <laughs> so you can get these specific shows and movies that was never going to play so this makes a lot of sense to me and i wonder if samsung maybe it's just like sort of the 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 test balloon here like they're working with them to sort of smooth out a bunch of bumps and get it working before they roll it out as like the the streaming service which will make its way to all these other tvs but they've got samsung they've got vizio they've got lg and they've got sony which probably makes up some enormous share of all the tvs on the market right now i would think or at least vendors of tvs on the market it's still weird that it's called itunes (laughs) Yeah, well, if that's what it's going to end up being, I, I don't mean, think it will be. I think they'll change the name. I think this is just like iTunes exists right now as yeah. a place that you rent movies. But I think if you want to go like super name. conspiracy theory, and I do think that, and, and we do, and who doesn't, and we do, then, like, yeah, go there. Then you think that if Apple didn't provide you with an iTunes logo because they said it's a service that we can't tell you what it's called, and you put in a stopgap holder thing, then it makes more sense that it's such a weird-looking, poorly-kerned iTunes logo on the Samsung interface, because it's like a holder for when <laughs> yeah. you get the official name to put there. Mm. That's not even that or conspiracy maybe Or maybe it'll still look like crap. Also a possibility. It'll just look like new crap. Yeah. So, that's my theory. I want to take another quick break to tell you about Legacy Box. Support for today's show comes from Legacy Box, the world's largest, most trusted digitizer of home movies and photos. I'm going to tell you exactly how it works, but um, I've done it. You send them boxes, a box with videotapes and, and photos and anything else you want digitized, and they send it back to you, whatever you want. I send old movies from camp that I wrote or starred in or directed or all three. Uh, and I love summer camp. It was very formative for me as a kid. And to have all those things now in digital form is friggin' fantastic. So save your family films and photos from degrees 
degrading or being lost forever. All you have to do is send in your legacy box filled with old home movies and pictures. Then they'll professionally digitize your moments onto a thumb drive, digital download, or DVD, and send all your original recorded moments back along with the perfectly preserved digital copies. It'll give you peace of mind and a great sense of accomplishment. Better yet, it will ensure your family history is preserved forever. There has never been a better time to digitally preserve your memories. Visit LegacyBox.com today to get started. Plus, for a limited time, they're offering our listeners an exclusive discount. Go to LegacyBox.com slash rebound to get 40% off your first order. That's LegacyBox.com slash rebound and save 40% today. Get started preserving your past. One more time, go to LegacyBox.com slash rebound. 40% off. Thanks for telling us about Legacy Box, though, Lex. I really appreciate that. <laughs> oh, hey, it's my pleasure. What else is going on in the old world of technology? Is that is that it? Is that that's that's all you guys had? <laughs> Other than that giant news that Apple is going out of business, but is also selling things on Samsung TVs. Um, <laughs> I think I think nice. that's all. That's all. That's that happens, that's pretty right? much it. That's that's Apple for you. Do either do either of you have a uh, Apple Watch Series Four? No. No, I did go in and try them on while Karen, while I was helping Karen buy a new phone, um, and I am I came away convinced that I'm going to get the smaller one this time. Oh, really? Yeah, even though I'm going to have to throw all my bands out. Why would you? And do that's that? what I'm going to do. Why, I'm going to throw you, them out. Why would you do that? <laughs> I'm just curious. Why? Why the smaller one? Um, because the bigger one is looks physically bigger. Um, and the, I've always thought this was a little bit big on my wrist. Ah, so, okay. um, and I think the smaller one looks more like the size of phone, of phone, the, the size of watch <laughs> that I used all, to wear before I wore a First problem is you're watch. strapping a phone to your wrist. <laughs> <laughs> you ever see the show Ark 2 <laughs> when you were a kid? Uh, yeah, I did. That's not. what I want. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I, old people will get that joke. Well, oh, good. I'm sure there are many of them that listen to this show. <laughs> people who were kids in the seventies will get that joke. Our key demographic. I was just noticing mm-hmm. that there was a story this week about, uh, doctors believing that people under 65 should generally ignore the ECG app, uh, on the series four. Huh. I think probably because it'll give you a heart attack. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is a feature. <laughs> I do appreciate, you know, I, I that would be the reason for me to get a new Apple Watch is that constant heartbeat monitoring. The, my Fitbit that I've been wearing, and I, like I said last time, I have no idea, what, last time I was on the show, I have no idea what the Fitbit is. An Ulta HR, I think, maybe, something like that. But I can always see when I look back at my heart rate over the course of the day, oh, that's when I was watching a football game, which is the number <laughs> one time my heart rate goes up. Or that's when I was chasing Liam all around. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I, I enjoy knowing what my typical resting heart rate is so that I can tell when my heart rate is elevated. <laughs> I think that's a great feature. Right. Well, that, so. I mean, that's one thing. The ECG thing is obviously a little different and, uh, there's no yes. reason you need that. <laughs> presumably. As far as we know. As far as we know. But the argument, I guess, is that there's too many false positives intention or like that the response would convince people they need to go to the doctor when in fact they do not need to go to the doctor, thus clogging up. I, I think it's a little bit of a, yeah, it's a little bit of a canard there because I don't think there yeah. are so many people with watches that are going to like be doing and getting this. false positives, right? Uh, but that said, I, I mean, I took one ECG when I first got it set up just to see how it worked. Good news, I'm fine. Um, oh, good. Whew, I know you should. Le- we should have led with that. <laughs> this is a really long-winded way of telling you about my heart condition. <laughs> <laughs> we lost we lost all those people at the beginning of the show who wanted to hear about dan's heart there's a reason that i quit that's all i'm saying 
it's all related uh i don't know i think it's it's uh, yeah i don't know it seems like it's handy and i i think i understand why this feature is there but yeah i agree that most people aren't going to need it it's cool it's cool that it's in such a small device and that's a thing that you used to have to do like go to a doctor's office to do but i don't think it's a thing that's driving sales yeah i agree i i agree (laughs) i i i i I don't understand i'm struggling because i don't understand why i don't want to wear the apple watch anymore i don't get it i can't figure it out but it just it's not working for me anymore and i was as you may recall very excited about that product and i just i can't get interested what was, in the, what was the last time you wore one regularly uh it's it has been a while uh i haven't worn <laughs> one regularly <laughs> thank you <laughs> I, I i haven't worn one regularly in a very long time probably a year but you're I and mean, i've only ever had which the one did, which one did you ever upgrade or do you still have the no, zero i only ever had the zero okay that's and, why yeah well my other question for you is you but you're wearing a smartwatch every day no no i'm wearing a dumb watch on one wrist and a fitbit on the other not the fitbit watch the fitbit that's just like okay. one of the ones where you i thought you had like, i thought you control. had the fitbit watch thing you need you need some sort of intervention do you have a day watch and a night watch is that what's happening yeah. Uh, no, that would be ridiculous. <laughs> so, are you say is it is it a style thing? You just feel no. Like- I love the way those look. I think my Fitbit looks stupid. Um, but <laughs> I, I am also struggling to understand. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't. I mean, I, 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 see, I, here's the thing: the the yeah. Apple Watch is an expensive device that has to be charged every day for a lengthy period of time, and it's at its most useful in my mind when you're using it for things that I don't want to use it for. That's my problem. Like it, it can do notifications that I don't want. And if I'm looking at it for stuff, um, I'm going to be tempted. And I don't need more temptation. Like, I'm less, I'm slightly less connected because my Fitbit is dumb. My Fitbit can buzz when my phone rings. It could also buzz when I get a text message and I turn that off. I let it buzz yeah. when I have a phone ring. And that's it. Well, maybe it's, you know, you have a different lifestyle than Dan and I do. <laughs> I'm the problem. It's, I'll be clear. I sent you a picture of my Fitbit so you can see it is not a smartwatch. <laughs> no, yeah. It, we're, I we're mean, it that. has the time we're, on We're it. seeing this information coming to us live. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting uh I'm getting a view of this. It looks it is a Jewish wrist. That's what you're <laughs> and, <saying. laughs> and noticing that your company has that casual dress policy. <laughs> is that not his yeah. Indochino suit? That's not what that is. <laughs> I don't think it's so. A nice it's a nice sweater. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm wearing pajamas. No. I- <laughs> My company also has. Don't ask what I'm wearing. (laughs) Oh dear God! What did we tell you about podcasting in the buff? Uh, Watch where the cords go. Yep, that was it. That was definitely it. it. Pretty sure. I can't believe you think my sweater is super casual. I sent you another photo just to confirm that it's as casual as you say. (laughs) That's a good photo, by the way. That's a casual sweater, man. That's not like it's not a dress sweater. Yeah. All right. Now I might. The one I'm wearing is dressier than what you've got on. Whoa. I met with a very famous and successful person today, so maybe I should address oh, I, can't, I can't. Yeah. You should, <laughs> could, could, he, could he hear what you were wearing? He was here. Um, oh. <laughs> and is that why he's not running? <laughs> no, look. My full Americans. Um, all right. So, uh, do you guys have any picks? <laughs> anything to get us off that subject i man i i you know i was doing my list uh at six colors of like favorite things of last year and i i made like an apps category and then i started thinking about what apps have been my favorite apps of the year and i was like i i have not used any new apps (laughs) and i mean that's not true i've downloaded lots and lots of apps but apps that i actually use regularly that like 
I, I cannot think of any app I downloaded in 2018 that I still use regularly. They're all things I downloaded to like check out and then stopped using after a couple days. So I'm I'm here for the picks, is what I'm saying. Got it. Well, you came to the wrong podcast, but I mean, I don't have any new ones. I'm still playing the heck out of the new Kingdom Rush, which I, you know, love that whole series, and the new one is does not disappoint. But uh, I don't think I have anything other than that, at least in recent memory. I mean, we you know we got a bunch of games for the PlayStation and stuff. Yeah, so. I um I, I'm a big fan. I think I talked about it on the show. I'm a big fan of Jackbox games. That's uh, playing all of those on the Nintendo Switch has been a delight. Um, play them with my kids for a family friendly version. Play them with adults for a fun version. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in either case, it is good. And I will say, I my interest in Flip Flop Solitaire was rekindled by their um, addition of uh, decks. Like you can, they have a, a bunch of different numbered decks so that you can play the same hands as everybody else and see if you do better or worse than they do. And that's huh. been okay. I like it. Uh, I'm looking. I'm looking at my app. The the only app that I've been playing with recently, and I haven't even used it that much, is ISH, which is uh, a, an open beta on Test Flight, which essentially is this guy who figured out how to compile a version of Linux that runs in a self-contained app on the iPad and, and iPhone. Yep, it's a total nerd thing. Uh, anyways, played around with that for a little bit, which is interesting. You said that's an open beta? Is that... Yeah, yeah. I think okay. it's. Uh, I think you can just sign up for it, as I recall. Okay. Um, it's kind of cool. I mean, in the sense that at least, like, it, it, as a proof of concept, uh, it is really nifty, and there is. It, it makes an argument for why having like access to some sort of command line on iOS could be beneficial because there are lots of tools that run in the command line that you can't really like do as an app but the chances of apple ever letting in this this in the store i think seem pretty low <laughs> i'm impressed it's gotten as far as it has but maybe they're just like it's a cool app <laughs> seems seems like a nifty thing and if you're like <laughs> installing it as a beta you kind of you know i assume you know what you're getting into yeah, but I've seen people do it. I was trying to uh, use a command line tool on it, but I realized I would probably need to like recompile it. And at that point, I was like, this is too much work. That's a lot of work. It's a lot of work is what I'm saying. Yeah, you're not wrong. I, I, <laughs> so you're saying, you're saying that the year of Linux on the desktop is not coming, but the year of Linux on the iPad is here? It's here. <laughs> wow. It may be over by the time that you hear this. But... <laughs> it's, it's come and it's gone. Yeah. It, it, it was, was a quick... moment of Linux on yeah. the iPad. It was not a long one. Understood. What were you going to say, Lex? Oh, I don't know. I, 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 I understand why that would be a fun app to play with. I just, I don't know. I, I, I'm struggling with all technology this, today. I think I, I can't figure out what I want anything on um, any of my devices to do. I'm struggling. Like, why do you want Linux on your phone? I'm trying to understand. Oh, I, Is it just I, because I, you I, can? Yeah, at this point, it's just dicking around with something that's interesting. <laughs> like, literally, I, I mean, this is, a, I think we're, you know, I'm with you, Lex. Be a good name for the episode. <laughs> I, I'm with you, Lex, because I think my struggle over the last, you know, year or so with the technology is, like, it doesn't seem that exciting right now. I mean, technology as a whole is there some thing yeah. about it that is getting people jazzed or or like oh this is a really cool thing it it doesn't seem like it's become such a part of our everyday lives that I, it's and i feel like and i feel like the people the things that people are jazzed about are things that are clearly not really happening right now right yeah. 
Yeah. Like like cars and AR. Yeah. In like, AR. Stop trying to make AR happen. <laughs> Tim Cook will never stop trying no. to make AR happen. <laughs> what if if you use the right AR app, uh, Tim Cook's letter to investors says something totally different? Is that possible? <laughs> think you get inducted into the Illuminati? Is that what you're looking for? <laughs> He's like, actually, we're doing great. <laughs> Fooled you. Psych. Uh, but um, I, but I, I mean, it is an interesting issue when technology becomes like pedestrian because you're using it every day for these things that are admittedly like cool. And if you told yourself five or 10 years ago, like you will be using your phone to do all the, like you'll be using a tiny handheld computer to do all of this stuff. You'd be like, wow, that's awesome. But now that it's here, it's like, oh yeah, we just do, we do that all the time. It's totally normal. And, so, and some technologies have clearly ruined a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, such as Facebook. The the also the Apple Watch for Lex, clearly. Like, <laughs> yes, exactly. So, yeah, I don't well, know. Should we but just for Lex? Maybe we should pivot to something that's not technology. Is that an option? Mm. Yeah, can we make this video show about life? Pivot to video. <laughs> oh God, no! Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> not with this collection of sweaters. Yeah, we'll, we'll pivot. <laughs> Why don't we pivot to like parenting or something? I don't know. <laughs> Are you, you have something else to announce today? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all the jokes. Are you I saying you of, have to get married? Is all, that of the, all of the jokes I thought about there were really tasteless, so I'm not using any of them. Um, Actually, Dan, you are getting married, as you know. I, and uh, just what? today, in the office, somebody said, uh, it was "Somebody was talking about changing your name when you get married." And they're talking about how annoying it changing is. Changing my and name. I, no, you suck. Uh, but how changing one's name after you get married is annoying and complicated. And I, this is not an ad, but I, I recently heard on another podcast some service for changing, to helping you change your name after you get married. And I like that we live in a time when there is even an app for helping you change your name when you get married. I do think that there are times when the future is kind of cool. So I like, I'm not opposed to all technology. I like technology that makes my life better in some way. And if it doesn't actively make my life better, then I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing it for. That's my take. Deep insights. Have you seen this rendering of the uh, triple triple camera iPhone? Yes. I did see that rendering. It, it looks, looks awful. Terrible. Yeah. I I mean it's the it's the fuck it we're going to five blades of <laughs> exactly. Of, yeah. Of phones. I don't know. I I mean I'm sure there will be something that comes along at some point this year that I get more excited about in terms of technology. I actually thought the one of the cooler things, it is totally expensive and not a thing that I'm going to buy anytime soon, but one of the cooler things I did see come out of CES was the giant LG rollable TV. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, no. Did, so, did you say rollable? Yes. Yeah, so, well, it's it's basically... So, LG has been talking... Just confirming. All these, all these, like you know, makers of dis- of displays have been talking for years about OLED screen screens that you can like roll up, right? So mm-hmm. there's an LG TV that they're showing off. It's like eight or ten thousand dollars, right? Like it's, nobody's going to buy it, or only the very, very rich people are going to buy it. But essentially, it's like you have a console that looks like you know, like a, an end table or something, and then you press a button, and the LG TV like rolls, oh, rolls upwards out of, it. out of it like a projector screen, mm-hmm. but it's yeah. a, you know, it's a giant TV, and it's like. That's cool. I mean, that, that feels. I, I like the the idea that it's something that is different, and it's something that I feel like there is utility to. Like, oh, I don't want a giant TV dominating my living room all of the time. I only want it when I need it. And so, something like that in the more sort of flexible displays 
seems like a cool I don't know. It, it it's a cool thing, and I'm sure there will be more of them. But it's a it's a it's a nifty idea. What about the Alexa powered toilet? No, I do not need that. <laughs> do not want that. I see. I, when I first saw, it, I was like, "That is so dumb. Why would you need an Alexa powered toilet?" But then I was like, "Oh, it's for germaphobes," <laughs> and then I understood because they don't want to touch the flush. Then I got it. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> The Alexa thing does make me think about the fact that I, I went back and forth with Sonos support a few times this week because my Sonos one was so very bad. It just refused to listen to anything that we said to it whenever it was playing any other audio. Did uh, they have any fixes for that or no? So for the moment, their first suggestion was like, disable and re-enable the Sonos skill. And I was like, that's <laughs> dumb, but I'll do it. You know, sure. I did it. Didn't make a difference. Went back to them. They suggested um, disabling TruePlay, weirdly enough, which is their sort of tuning system. I've done that. It's better. It's still not up to snuff, but it's better. And then their last suggestion was doing a factory reset, which I haven't done yet. But it's it's been it has been truly egregious for several weeks now. And I I imagine Dan in his bathroom going, "Alexa, light a match." (laughs) That's that's not the kind of show we do, Lex. (laughs) apparently is now now the technology's over (laughs) pivoting to poop jokes oh i i quit for real this time All right. Well, uh, that was. I, mean, it's, I missed you guys. I missed yeah, doing we, this show. We've, with you. we've missed you too. <laughs> we have. You fucking liar. What? <laughs>